Hi, I'm Nicholas McGurr, author of The Afterlife and host for Stories in a Cemetery. You can find all my fiction works with themes of the afterlife on nicholasmcgurr.com. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-M-C-G-I-R-R.com. As a writer, I do research, and that research is more than likely inside a haunted location or a cemetery. Like you, I'm curious about the afterlife, and always looking for a new topic for my next book. I hope you enjoy this episode of my research as much as I did in using it for my fiction works. Let's get into today's story in the cemetery. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 25. Thank you for allowing me to go dark last week. If you're a bit confused about only a one-week break from Stories in a Cemetery, uh, you can head over to Buy Me a Coffee, drop a buck in a coffee pot, and not only are you going to be supporting the show, but you're going to get the bonus episodes where Brian McFarland and I, uh, Brian is from Charleston Cavalier Tours, we discuss Byron Price's The Secret. So, I believe you could check out episodes 16, 19, and 24 uh, to hear all of those episodes. 19 and 24 are on Buy Me a Coffee. They are sponsored shows only. So if you've been following along and you're wondering where we are with The Secret, I'm going to actually post secret updates in every single episode so you guys know where we are. So right now, Brian and I are on step two of our approval process to probe the grounds where we believe the cask is hidden. I've been sworn to secrecy. No pun intended, well, maybe it is intended that I said the word secret, uh, to not reveal any part of our find until the organizations are all aligned with my solve for the Charleston cask. So what does that mean? That means that I have a probe and I will be using an endoscope to verify the location where we believe the cask is hidden. So to keep up to date with us and where we are with our find and a little bit of hinting of how we've come to you know, our solve, listen to episode 16, 19, and 24 of the podcast. Uh, I am going to go dark next week again for several reasons. Uh, we're going to be working on episode 26 um, for the Buy Me a Coffee sponsored episode of The Secret, and it's going to take a lot of editing so that we do not reveal anything um, of where we believe the location is. So I want to make sure I have a full focus on that. And I have a brand new location. Uh, that one of you sent over to me that is an abandoned church. Um, it's it's in the Charleston area, and I'm super excited, and I do want to do a full investigation of the location because I know absolutely nothing about it, and I want to make sure that the investigation is thorough uh, for the episode. Who knows? I might even do a full hour on the abandoned church if I feel like the investigation and the evidence uh, is substantial. So I'm hoping that it is as I do with every location that I visit. But as you guys know, I normally take tours around Charleston and, you know, I'll take the touristy, you know, pay for tickets type of location. But with this, it's pretty much an open spot for me. So I have lots of time uh, to do a full investigation with all of my tools. So hopefully uh, that will be an hour-long episode and that will be really cool. Um, So the first episode for March which will be the secret episode, will be on Friday, March 6th, and that is a Buy Me a Coffee episode. And of course, I'll post a sneak peek by Thursday, March 5th, and then the following week is where I will be doing the abandoned church. So into this week's episode, guys, we are talking about the old exchange in Provost Dungeon. So I'm not even going to pretend that I'm any kind of expert in the field of the old exchange building. It has been passed through different hands of different governments and countries and has been 
I don't even know what the word is to find how many different types of building that this was. Uh, it was a mercantile exchange. It was a military headquarters. It was a post office. Uh, it's also where the Declaration of Independence was first read in South Carolina and one of the four buildings where the Declaration of Independence was ratified. So you can see that this particular building has so much history behind it. And there, it's there's too many things to name of what this building represents for us here in Charleston, even, even on such a, a short show that's under 30 minutes every week. In my opinion, I could probably do a full two-hour episode just on the history of the building. There's that much there. But with that being said, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know everything about the building. I just wanted to touch on a few things to show you the importance of this particular building, not only to Charleston history, but to our American history. So, but going to Charleston's history, in the dungeon, you can actually see a part of the original wall of when Charleston was Charlestown. That... The bricks of that wall date back to like 1702, to my understanding. Just to see the different types of bricks and where those city actually ended against the seawall is amazing. And this building, it sits right on top of it. So, with that being said, right above that, you can actually see a set of stairs that kind of leads to nowhere. It's a very steep, narrow set of stairs from when the building was a post office. So it's been renovated, as you can see, which obviously has stirred up all kinds of paranormal activity and claims and, and all kinds of things. So the dungeon, which is obviously in the basement, it's, it's held all types of prisoners. So from, from pirates to women, men, and the irony of this is that it held tea for a while. And, and I say that the tea was being held prisoner because this is where the tea was held during the Charleston Tea Party in 1773. You would think with all the history that's here that something was bound to turn up during any kind of paranormal investigation. And of course, I do have evidence uh, that I'm super excited to reveal some of this stuff to you guys. And hopefully one day I will have full access to the building with nobody else in it besides one guide to do a full-on investigation. Now, there are other tour companies that do investigations in here from time to time. Um, but the claims in a dungeon, the paranormal activity is, is all over the place. So pushing and pulling of people, tugging on clothes. Um, the, some of the staff will stay, because they are dressed in period costumes um, in the 1700s, that it's kind of hard to see where the spirits are versus some of the staff. Because if you see a spirit or an apparition inside the building... Obviously, they're going to be in their own period dress from their own time. Uh, but the claims are that people will see what they think are co-workers, and they're not, and then they disappear into a wall. So full apparitions have also been seen here. Um, there was an investigation here um, held just a year ago. Um, so in February of 2019, it was led by Grant Wilson, uh, Chad Lindbert, and Carol Cleveland. And if you're any kind of paranormal investigator or ghost hunting enthusiasts, you know those names. They're from famous TV shows. Um, it was a ticketed event that was more of a meet and greet with those celebrities. And then there was a short ghost hunt afterward. So my thought process is that whenever I see basically the, the ghost hunting celebrities uh, in any town, there, there's got to be some legitimate claims there. So Charleston and Savannah are pretty well known for that because of our history. Uh, but when there's a venue that's promoted for a TV show, 
I usually look into the validity of it and see where they they caught the interest. With that being said, um, I, I just I wanted to tell you those things ahead of time because this particular building it has so much history. It's had celebrities come investigate it. Um, it it's it's huge as far not in size but in the history of what it represents. I did take the normal daytime tour. I did this on purpose. I did not want to go to a ghost hunting or paranormal tour of the building because I didn't want anything to be rigged or uh, to influence anything that I may have found with my own tools. Um, I do know that they do hold paranormal investigations there with other groups here in town, uh, but I, I wanted to be just kind of a normal bystander. I wanted to take the normal tour, and what was really cool uh, was that my tour guide allowed me to go back into the main part of the dungeon to take the pictures that I needed without the other guests. Um, so the pictures that you'll see on the blog, um, those were taken on that particular day. That was about two weeks ago. I want to say it was the 11th of February. But um, I was able to get those pictures um, without anybody, you know, getting caught up in them. So that was super cool of her. So thank you, Carol, for that. So... Before I headed into the building, I will tell you that I had my EVP digital recorder um, running already. Um, I do carry somewhat of a satchel, um, so I had my EMF detector in the side pocket so I could see it. Uh, during the tour, I will tell you that I went a little too erratic, um, and it was distracting some of the other guests, so I actually had to turn it to face me. Um, I also had the Spirit Box app running. So that was running on my phone that I held throughout the entire tour. Um, I did not look into the list of words and phrases that it gave me until after I was already done with the tour. And that's when I started diving in. So what I will tell you is about the spirit box and the words that it gave me. And if you've ever taken a tour with me on my stories in a cemetery ghost hunting experience downtown, I will tell you flat out that the app will give me 60 to 75% of the words that are irrelevant. They don't mean anything because the, the app is meant for a game and a hoax. And you guys have all heard me talk about this app in the past. But you're going to find after the commercial break, some of those words, most of them actually, and I posted them on the blog, uh, were relevant to the location. So guys, with that said, let's take a quick commercial break. <laughs> And we're back. Thanks, guys, for allowing me to put uh, sponsors in the middle of the show. It definitely helps move things along for Stories in a Cemetery. And we were talking about my visit to the old exchange in Provost Dungeon and the equipment that I was using. Uh, again, I was taking the normal tour um, that is offered right at the front doors. And it's relatively inexpensive. I, I highly encourage that you take this tour, especially if you're passing through, even if you're a local. Um, I'm sure you've already taken it, uh, but maybe this will give you a different perspective on when you uh, go visit and what you're looking for for yourself. So I would tell you that the EMF detector started going pretty crazy and erratic. Uh, the minute I hit the stairs uh, heading down into the dungeon, um, there was no pattern to it, which is something I look for. Um, I try to debunk anything with a pattern to prove anything that's man-made uh, influencing the EMF detector. It's kind of my, my first clue that something is actually nearby, but that's the first thing that I try to debunk. Through the entire tour, it was going crazy. Like, there was no pattern to it at all. So reds, yellows, greens, like, they were all lighting up in different variations. Uh, it wasn't anything steady, um, and it was actually so distracting that I had to turn it 
in my satchel so that it wasn't disturbing anybody else uh, during their tour. Um, so again, I'm with a bunch of history buffs and, and tours through Charleston, and I'm just kind of playing my part in the in the party. I have my satchel with me, and I have my tools and gadgets running in the background. The EMF is just going erratic the entire time, which was great to see. I listened to the audio afterwards with the digital recorder. Um, I don't have anything substantial at this point uh, that could be an EVP. I do have something that's questionable, uh, but before I you know, post it anywhere, either on this podcast or on the blog post, I'm going to have it verified, and if it is verified that it is an EVP, then I will post the audio uh, so that way we have that piece of bonus material that proves that we have, you know, just proving the validity of the haunt that's there at the dungeon. So, you're probably wondering about the word list from the Spirit Box app. And guys, it was pretty extensive. Um, just looking, I did post all three screenshots from my phone with the timestamps. Um, and just looking at some of these, you know, I had the words commit, cruel, he is guilty, violation. There was just so many different words that could have gone to this particular location, and once I synced it up um, to the audio that I had, I could not remember the exact time frame. Um, but I will tell you that the words cruel and violation come within like a three to five minute period of time where my tour guide was talking about the conditions of the dungeon. So cruel and violation, I took that as they were cruel situations, and I'm sure with the conditions that were there, it was a violation of any kind of standards for the prisoners. Um, and like I said before, the, I mean, everybody from men, women, and pirates were there, um, you know, and the women had no privacy. Um, there was water coming over top of the bricks. There was rats. I mean, it, it was a bad deal. And your tour guides will tell you this, of course. So when you go there, uh, you'll kind of have that already known fact of the standards that were there at the prison were not up to standard, I guess is the right term to say. One thing that I did find that was super interesting about the word list, and again, posted on the blog, that my name actually came through. And it was right in the middle, it was about 16 minutes into my tour. The odd thing about this is I've never seen my name, any variation of it, whether it be Nick, Nicholas, Nicky, Niklaus, and anything that relates to the name Nicholas come through on any of my tours. I've been using this app for several months now, probably over a year, and I've never had my name come through. And just the night before, I had uh, you know a group of guests, and, and one of my guests from my tour was pretty interested in me coming to the um, old exchange in Provost building. And he texted me the next day asking how my tour went, if I had found any evidence. And when I told, I sent him, you know, the list of words that came through, his first response in a text message was, they know you by name. And what's funny is that it's starting to feel that way, uh, even on my tours, um, that I'm getting a lot of the same type of evidence uh, through the Spirit Box app whenever I take these tours with my guests. So the fact that they did call me out by name, I, I don't think that was coincidental. Again, it was 16 minutes into my tour. It took me approximately, I don't know, say five minutes to purchase my ticket and head down to the dungeon, um, and another five minutes before the tour guide got started. So it was it was about five minutes after the tour got started that the spirit box actually came up with my name. And I was trying to pinpoint the exact moment to see if there was anything relevant of them. And it could have been while I was talking to somebody that led me to 
um, you know, the stairs and me telling them that I was a tour guide in Charleston. The gist of the matter is that my name came up on the spirit box, which has never been done before. I know that the entries uh, on the screenshots only say 97, but I literally have thousands of words um, that I had saved uh, into another uh, Excel worksheet before I deleted it and cleared it out to speed up the app. So again, I've been using the same app for a while. My name has never come up, and I was called out. And I wasn't creeped out by it. It was just a matter of, wow, that's actually kind of cool. They, they, they know who I am. Um, and one of the things towards the end of that particular tour, um, and there's some words on the, the last uh, screenshots that relate to another tour that I took in the same day. Uh, but the last thing that I took was literature. And I took that as just read up on the literature and find out where it is. It's kind of like the same thing with the, uh, the powder magazine. They wanted me to read some more. So it's exactly what I did. So Again, I took that as they are calling me out. I had substantial evidence from the EMF detector and a possible EVP that I'm going to have analyzed from the digital recorder. Again, I'm going to claim, obviously, that the whole exchange in Provost Dungeon is truly haunted. I took a daytime tour, nothing was rigged, and I have the evidence to prove it. I would love to take a full tour with just me and a guide in the building to see what I come up with. Uh, and with obviously with some cameras and, and grid pens and, and all of that set up. So maybe that'll be in my future as stories in a cemetery grows and the city of Charleston realizes the type of investigations that I've been doing uh, with it'll probably grow with some popularity the more locations that I hit. With that being said, guys, I highly encourage that you take a walk through the dungeon. Uh, take the tour. Learn some more of our Charleston and American history here. Uh, get yourself an EMF app there are plenty of them and they work they they're pretty they're not as sensitive as a normal emf detector but if you don't have one uh it'll suffice just fine guys if you want to support the podcast you can always go over to buymeacoffee.com if you'd like to take a tour with me uh, on the stories in a cemetery it has the same name as this podcast you can find the best deals on groupon or you can just google stories in a cemetery and i'm sure you'll find me on tripadvisor uh Expedia, all of the major touristy type sites. So if you're coming through, make sure that you are looking me up and I'd love to take you on a ghost hunt tour. Every tour is different. Um, I do want to read the latest review from uh, Jonathan who posted on Peak, which is our booking agent. Uh, Jonathan says, had a great time on a tour with Nick. He was informative and entertaining and getting to actually use some of the equipment made the tour even better. We've been on several of the other guys' tours when we were in Charleston before, but this was a much better experience. So, Jonathan, thank you so much for that great review. Guys, I have yet to get anything under a five-star review on any website as far as my tours go. So, guys, if you want a different experience and when you come to Charleston or if you're a local, I'd love to meet you. And some of the locals I've met, you guys have great stories too. You guys teach me stuff, which is awesome. I love swapping out stories and even some of the history uh, that you guys know that I may not be exactly in tune with or in touch with or just a location I haven't explored yet. Um, so guys, I do want to remind you, I am going to go dark next week. Uh, I also, did I mention that it's going to be my birthday next Friday? So I'm going to spend some time with my family and we're going to be working on the secret podcast. That's going to be episode number 26, uh, on buy me a coffee. And the sneak preview for that will be on March 5th. The full buy me a coffee episode will be posted on March 6th and the new abandoned church location the week with a full on investigation uh, perhaps an hour-long episode will be after that. Don't forget to leave your reviews on the show. 
on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, CastBox, or on my podcast host of Anchor. If you leave me a ghost story, I'll tell your story on one of my episodes. For now, guys, you have another story that helps me write my fiction. I'm actually off to a book signing. So I will talk to you guys in two weeks on buymeacoffee.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to today's Story in a Cemetery. Be sure to check out the show notes with pictures and bonus audio sections on nicholasmcgurd.com. As you know, I'm a writer, and now you have another story that inspires me to write my fiction works. Be sure to share this episode on your social media or leave me comments on the Stories in a Cemetery Facebook page. I'll see you next time with another Story in the Cemetery.